There's an old story about two competing barbershops that were next door to each other. And the story goes that uh, these barbershops went head-to-head. They were just battling and battling each other and and couldn't ever uh, find a way to get along with each other. And they competed directly with uh, being across the street from one another. And they were competing for the same clientele and, and, and things like that. So... Eventually, one of the barbershops decided to actually slash their prices so low that they thought that if we can sustain this for a certain amount of time, we can actually put the other barbershop out of business. And what they thought was is that the other barbershop had uh, such low prices that they um, – or such high expenses that if they could slash their prices low enough that the other barbershop wouldn't be able to stay in business. So getting uh, this uh, slashed prices, they decided to drop their haircuts to $5.00. And so this barber shop that uh, was across the street from them began to be really concerned, obviously, for good reason. And they decided that now is the time they have to do something. There is not much time left. And with the little money that they had left in their advertising budget, they decided to hire a marketing professional. And so they hired this marketing professional and they decided to come up with a campaign to try to go against this competitor uh, before they were put out of business. And the marketing uh, campaign that they decided to go with, uh, the story goes on to say that um, they put up a sign in their uh, front window there, and that was the extent of the campaign that they were going to do. And that sign that the competing barbershop put up in their window was, we fix $5 haircuts. So the story is a example of how price is not everything. Not only is price not everything, but I think a amazing takeaway from this fictional story is that your business has to constantly pivot depending on the outside influences around it. And so that's what we will be talking about on today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Better Business Podcast, the podcast that helps you improve your family-owned retail business. My name is Steve Cook. I'm a third-generation business owner, and with the things I've learned and talk about on this show, I've taken my family's retail business to over $10 million in sales. Now let's get to the show. Pivoting your business is crucial. You can do that as a response to a competitor like we talked about in the introduction. You can pivot your business as a uh, response to a government demand. You know, I'm thinking about uh, COVID and things like that. A lot of people had to pivot their business because of what the government was saying was legal at that time. Uh, you can you can um, pivot your business to a consumer demand, such as price, um, also wrapped up in the story that we just talked about. Price oftentimes makes you pivot your business the way you're doing things. Uh, 
You can also pivot your business for a lot of other things, such as your competitors, uh, such as a new competitor moving in across the street, such as a uh, big box retailer offering a special or something like that, uh, such as a road that goes in front of your business. A lot of construction projects has put retailers out of business or put a uh, extreme uh, strain on their business for a certain amount of time. So you constantly, if you're a business owner, have to be pivoting your business to the uh, effects around you. It's not necessarily in your four walls. It's it's all of the things that are going on outside, right? So that is what we want to talk about today. How do you decide when to pivot your business, what to pivot to uh, when you're challenged, when you when you're challenged um, as a business owner? Are you going to stand up and fight and 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 pivot and fight these things that are going on around you? Or are you going to lay down and not have much to do? So in that vein, I want to talk about two different ways that your business can pivot. Uh, the first way I believe to pivot your business is to get in front of the pivot. So like the example that we talked about, you never want to be reacting to the things that are going on around you. Obviously, uh, things such as COVID, you couldn't predict that, right? A, a worldwide, um, virus and, and things like that. So of course there's a certain amount that you have to predict. However, I believe that there is changes, there's trends, there's things that we can see going on all around us and that you should try to choose some of these things. Uh, some of these things that we're going to talk about today, you should choose some of these things and try to predict a way to maybe somewhat put yourself out of business, always improving, always removing friction, always challenging your employees to make your business better. So the first thing that's selling, I think that a lot of people think about their business and the thing that what they are selling as the product that they hold in their hand. Okay. But I believe that there is much deeper, a much, much deeper meaning to the end user than just the product that you hold in your hand as a business owner. In a recent episode, we talked about the customer persona, and hopefully you listened to that. If you didn't, I believe that that episode would be amazing to listen to uh, either before this or after this, talking about identifying what exactly your customer's mindset is? What is your customer thinking of? What are they buying from you when they come into your store? And so that episode would be a precursor to this one. But if you know exactly what your customer is coming to you for, what problem you're solving for your customer, then it's not just the product, I would say 90% of the time, unless you are a manufacturer, which of course you're not, you are a retailer. And so a retailer is not solving a problem with one little tchotchke. Typically, a retailer is solving a, a many different problems. Oftentimes, with retailers, it's convenience. 
that we are solving. Whether you're a restaurant, it's convenient to go to a restaurant more so than a uh, cooking your food at home. Uh, a restaurant also sells entertainment and fun. Uh, a lot of retailers thinking hardware stores, grocery stores, feed stores, and things of the like. We are solving also a problem of convenience. It's a lot more convenient to buy everything in one place oftentimes. Uh, a lot of times we are we are in errand for our customers. Sometimes our customers see us as uh, funding their hobby. Sometimes we are funding their careers. And then there's different little nuances with that. But how can your business um, decide what it's selling? And once your business decides what it's selling, then you can pivot your business more to remove friction points. Maybe you can remove friction points. So that's the first part of our talk, our podcast today is how can we remove friction points? You know, Jesse Cole, uh, which is the owner of the Savannah Bananas, he was on this podcast. I can't remember the episode, but not too long ago, uh, we ran a rerun of that episode. Uh, but Jesse Cole talked about how he went through when he first bought that baseball team, he went through every single facet of the transaction between them and the customer. They went through every single transaction, every single step of the transaction, and tried to remove friction points. Okay, so what do I mean by that? So what he did was he went through the, tr the whole process. Okay, how would someone become aware of them? Well, they would become aware of them online. Maybe they saw a news article. Maybe they saw a, a, a news story. Maybe they saw him on LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook or whatever it might be. Okay, then he went through how, how hard would it be to uh, find out more information? Then he went to his website. Well, we should probably update our website, he said. And then they went on to the next step. Okay, when somebody comes to the uh, – buys tickets and then comes to the ballpark, what about parking? Um, they, I think he said that they, they send golf carts out to every single car that, uh, parks and, and they have a different parking process than what, uh, most stadiums have. Uh, it's a lot cheaper or it's free. Maybe it comes with a ticket. I can't remember exactly, but they tried to remove every friction point with parking. What would be laborious about the parking experience at a ball game? Okay. Then he went in, uh, to when the fan comes into the park. What do they see? What do they what do they interact with? What would be a friction point with that? Well, he said that one of the friction points that most people complain about at a stadium is the insane prices of all the food and drinks and, and all of those things. So what did they do? They removed that friction point. So they made an all-exclusive ticket. Every time you buy a ticket to the Savannah Bananas, all the food and the drinks or a certain amount of food and drinks is um, included in the ticket price. So he removed that friction point. So I challenge you to, in this vein of pivoting your business, figure out what are you selling, okay? He is selling entertainment, okay? So if you have a hardware store, if you have a feed store, a grocery store, what are you selling? You're selling an errand, okay? So what would be some friction points? Most people want to run errands really quickly or they don't want to run them at all. Maybe you could set up a subscription delivery service. Maybe you could make that process quicker. Maybe you could make that process more convenient by adding a drive-through. Maybe you could make that process more convenient by having a subscription order that is prepared and ready for the customer every week. 
Maybe you could remove friction in certain ways uh, to make those errands more tolerable for your customer every single week. So figure out what you're selling and then try to remove these friction points all along the way. What would people complain about? Have a secret shopper and ask them what the worst part of the experience was. Remove all of these friction points. So first off, you have to figure out what you're selling to remove these friction points because if you are not selling something, let's say you are uh, running an errand or selling an errand uh, such as a grocery store, a hardware store, a feed store, something like that, and you know that 99% of your customers are just running errands. They don't necessarily enjoy it or whatever it might be, and removing a friction point for you uh, – that would be silly, right? That it's not going to be fun um, for a lot of the majority, unless that's your new angle is you want to make running errands fun or whatever it might be. But but a feed store is not going to have a clown making uh, balloon figurines for little kids and stuff like that when people come in because we are not in the business of entertaining children. Okay, so first you need to figure out what your business is actually selling and not just the product, but who am I selling to? And then start going through the friction points that way, removing friction points for your ideal customer. So next, what are we selling? And then removing friction points would be the first. And the second thing is you might find out that you are selling the wrong thing. Okay. So... Is your retail store selling the wrong thing? So go through your uh, retail store. Maybe you're a boutique or maybe you are a, uh, a restaurant or maybe you're all these different kind of retail stores. But what are you selling and are you selling the wrong thing? So if you go through this practice and you say, okay, I'm a boutique and I am not actually selling clothes. I am selling and you figure out what you're actually selling. Let's say that uh, you're a small town boutique and you are um, finding that the majority of the people that come into your store are buying last minute gifts for a loved one. Uh, so perhaps it's a, a, a the customer persona as far as demographics and uh, age and uh, psychographics are all across the map. Uh, so sometimes you get a 25-year-old male in, sometimes you get a 35-year-old female in, sometimes you get a 65-year-old male in, sometimes you get a 50-year-old female in, and it's all over the map, and you, you don't know exactly who you're selling to, who you're marketing to, because I sell to males, I sell to females, there's males are buying it, blah, 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 but you find one common theme, and that common theme is that somebody is buying a last-minute gift for a loved one. They can't buy it online because they need it right now, um, and they need to know uh, all of these things can be done quickly. I can get this gift and I can take it with me because I'm headed to a birthday party right now or I'm headed to their house right now. So what are you selling? You are selling convenience. You're selling speed. You're selling a, 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 a quick experience to uh, give to a loved one. So you would need to specialize in gift wrapping and things like that. Uh, you might even need to have cards available. Um, so 
perhaps you need to stop trying to sell the product so much. And by trying to sell, I mean uh, what you advertise on social media, what you advertise on your website, and you need to start selling the right thing. We have gifts ready on our profile or whatever it might be. We gift wrap. We have free bags. We whatever it might be. Are you selling the wrong thing? You know, back to our original uh, story that we talked about at the beginning of this episode, pivoting your business to sell the right thing is crucial. So remember the opposing barbershop that slashed its prices down to $5 and the other one said that we will fix $5 haircuts. What were they selling? They were selling quality and not price. And so when you sell quality and not price, people don't care about the price. So what do we learn? What are we learning from this? We learn that you might have the same products as Walmart has, and they're actually more expensive. But if you are selling a different thing, which is convenience, which is speed, which is free gift wrapping, which is blah, 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 then you are not having to compete on price. And so you are in a totally different ballpark. Is Walmart sell convenience? Does Walmart sell gift wrapping? No, not even close. Walmart only sells price. And so going through this exercise and figuring out what you are truly selling can be powerful for your business because those are the things that you advertise online. So maybe like the barber, you're not selling high end enough. Maybe you're tired of, of being beat up on price. Now is the time to evaluate why these folks are buying from you instead of your competition. Why are people coming to your door? Maybe it's location. Maybe it's uh, price. Maybe it's something else. But figure out why people are actually buying from you. Try to figure out how you can sell a service, how you can sell quality or anything that is beneficial to the customer. If you sell uh, um, one thing, uh, if you say, buy from me because I'm a small business, I'm going to punch you in the face. That is not beneficial to the customer. That's beneficial to you. Do not say, I'm selling that I'm a small, local, family-owned business, blah, blah, blah. I hate that. That doesn't benefit the customer at all. I'm going to punch you in the face if you say that, if I catch you saying that. So figure out what is actually beneficial to the customer. So in conclusion, what do we learn from this fictional story that we told at the beginning? First off, we learn that price is definitely not everything. We learn that you have to pivot your business. When, when a competitor, when the government, when somebody does something around you, sometimes it forces you to pivot your business. We learn that you can sell things other than price. You can sell quality, you can sell service, and you can sell other things. Also, we talked about how you can um, try to put yourself out of business. Try to uh, get in front of these competitors. Try to start selling other things besides what your competitors can offer. Try to constantly be selling other things and, and getting out ahead of these issues before your uh, competitors start selling uh, something that you're selling. Or maybe your customers are going through or your competitors are going through this exercise themselves and saying, hey, we need to start selling service or we need to start selling higher quality products. And then that puts you out of business. 
Try to get out in front of these things. Always be willing to change as a business owner what you are doing and what you are uh, selling and what you are advertising to your end users. Well, if you have a thought about this episode, or perhaps if you have a, a comment, or maybe you would like me to do a episode about a certain topic, I would challenge you to go to the show notes of wherever you're listening to this right now and shout out to me. Tell me um, how you learned about the podcast. I'm advertising on a few different platforms right now, uh, and so I would love to know if you uh, came to me because of a advertisement or if you, uh, a friend told you about it or whatever it might be. It would truly make my day. I will guarantee you I will respond to every single uh, interaction that somebody uh, sends to me, whether it's a message or comment on uh, one of my videos on social media or whatever it might be. Uh, please send me a message and uh, tell me what you thought about an episode or tell me about an episode that you would love to hear about. Uh, I'd be happy to get an expert on uh, to talk about that uh, exact topic that you would like to hear. So thank you for listening to Better Business and I am Steve Cook. Have a good day.